Welcome to the Zero to Profitable Franchise Podcast, the best place for you to come to figure out the right franchise to buy and how to get and stay profitable. My name is Tark Johnson, and I've bought, grown, and sold multiple franchises and got myself free from corporate America, and now I'm on a mission to help you do that too. Here you'll find some of the most in-depth, profitable franchise secrets, tangible strategies, and specific mindsets to help you create your dream life through franchising. So I was getting off the 15 South exit on my way home after sitting in 45 minutes of Southern California traffic. And I was, I was feeling like my brain was going a mile a minute after my day of back-to-back meetings at the office. And I got off the, the same exit I always did and, and saw the same four lease sign at the empty dirt lot directly across the street from the off-ramp. And I thought, holy that's it. And I immediately called my wife, freaking out with excitement that I had an idea on exactly where we could open our franchise. Now, here's some context for this to make sense. Over the past six months, I had been browsing the internet, going down the rabbit hole of looking at franchise after franchise, wandering aimlessly, really trying to figure out which one I could try to replace my income with. I finally started making over six figures consistently in my job. And the reality was I did not want to go backwards financially. So I'll tell you the rest of the story in a minute and how it played out. But let's fast forward more than two years later. It's January 2018. I'm sitting in the back of the store in our new Juice and Smoothie franchise that we had opened less than two months earlier on November 11th, 2017. And yes, I remember the exact day. I still remember our very first customer, a mom who came in with her 11-year-old son on her way to take him to school and ordered an acai bowl. I still have a picture of them. Maybe I'll even put a picture like right up here. I was such a newbie to all of this that I was putting together my own profit and loss statements, which I later learned was one of the worst uses of my time. But hey, I actually learned a lot doing it. And now when I help clients that I coach with P&Ls, I feel really strong in doing so. But anyways, we had something called a DBR, which stood for the Daily Business Report. And this was a multi-tab spreadsheet that includes a breakdown of every day's sales, labor, with some pretty complex calculations that tied in all of our business expenses and labor cost and food and produce, all those different things. And all of it eventually output a profit and loss statement. So I would go through and literally input every single expense in all the daily transactions. Saying it out loud now makes it sound pretty ridiculous that I actually did that. I mean, I'm not an accountant, I'm not a bookkeeper, And really, it just shows you that you don't have to have all the answers to make money in a franchise. So the franchisor wanted us to report by what was called periods. Like these periods always started on a Monday and ended on a Sunday as opposed to us following like a normal January, February, March, April reporting period. So some of these weeks were – some of these periods were four weeks and some of them were five weeks. And so as I'm finishing up our numbers for period 12, this is in 2017, I looked at the sheet in disbelief. What? We made how much profit? 
This can't be real. And that's how the story begins. So hang on until the end of this episode because before the end, I'll tell you exactly how much we made that first period less than 60 days after opening our franchise. But let me be the first to say, welcome to the Zero to Profitable Franchise Podcast. I am so excited to do this podcast. It's been something that I've wanted to do literally for years now. And I know that a lot of you listening will probably come from watching my YouTube channel and may already be familiar with my story and who I am, but I'm sure a lot of you probably aren't. So let's first talk about what is the Zero to Profitable Franchise Podcast, what will we talk about, and who is it for? Well, ultimately, this podcast is for the dreamers, really the people who want so badly to be an entrepreneur and either know 100% they don't want to work for someone else, or you just want to continue to build your empire and your portfolio and owning a franchise will likely be a part of your strategy. We're trying to create generational wealth for your family or trying to create multiple sources of income. So this podcast is all about helping you find buy, and get your franchise profitable as quickly as you can. And I'll reveal with you some inside stories of me being a franchise owner, lessons I've learned, uh, some profitable franchise secrets that I've learned over my years of buying, growing, exiting, meaning I sold multiple franchise businesses. And I'll also feature interviews with top-performing profitable franchise owners. That way you can get real-life examples that you can relate to of other people who quite possibly were in the same exact situation that you're in today. So maybe feeling frustrated or unfulfilled, working for someone else, or just wanting to realize your dream of becoming a successful entrepreneur. So we'll hear their story and mistakes they made and strategies they've used to succeed, and more importantly, real-life examples of successful franchise owners. Because the truth is, look, if we can do it, then so can you. Starting and growing a profitable franchise business, it isn't some mystery process or guessing game. What I've found over the last seven years in becoming a multi-unit franchise owner And knowing many successful franchisees at this point is that success as a franchisee is duplicatable. That's the the whole point of a franchise system, choosing a proven, duplicatable business model. So it comes down to learning the system, great execution, and having a specific mindset that successful franchisees have in common. So this podcast is all about giving you those systems and strategies, and mindsets through a mix of one-on-one episodes with me, interviews with successful franchisees, legal, financial, and business experts, and more. So now that you know what to expect on this podcast, well, who am I and why would you want to keep listening? Well, my name is Tark Johnson, and I want to share a story, which was I remember mowing my lawn when I was 12 years old, and I remember pushing the lawnmower We were living in Virginia at the time, thinking and daydreaming, one day, one day I'm going to be a successful businessman. Now, I had no idea what that really meant at the time. What I've realized is that our our minds tend to think in pictures. 
right? And the picture that I had in my mind at that time was successful businessman equaled wearing a nice suit to work and carrying a briefcase and you know, having, having money, whatever that meant, wasn't defined at the time. And walking with a sense of confidence and, and self-assuredness. Ah, yes, success. Well, let's fast forward. At the age of 19, without my father's blessing, I dropped out of college. I had just quit my job as a teller at the bank to bet on myself, to make it in the world of commission-only financial advising, meaning that I didn't get paid a salary. And I wind up uh, quitting my job as a teller and paid $600 in fees out of pocket for all of the study materials and licensing fees so that I could study for my investment licenses. And so on January 30th, 2008, I passed my Series 6 exam. And according to FINRA, the regulatory body, this exam measures the degree to which each candidate possesses the knowledge needed to perform the critical functions of an investment company and variable contract products representative, including the sale of mutual funds and variable annuities. <laughs> that's a mouthful. Anyways, one, I'm not really a fan of variable annuities, by the way, but, but that's besides the point. So... Then, being the insane, obsessed, goal-oriented person that I am, literally one week later, on February 6, 2008, I passed my Series 63 exam. And that's, uh, in case you were wondering, that's the Uniform Security State Law Examination. I'll save you the details on that one. But it's, uh, it's as exciting as it sounds. So I was 19 years old, and I was pumped up on way too many motivational CDs now equipped with these investment licenses that most people don't get until a few years out of college. And I felt really proud of myself, really for, for betting on myself, for taking a risk. You know, because the reality was I was terrified, but I felt like those licenses gave me some sense of security. But more importantly, I felt like I gave myself more of a sense of security because I just knew I wasn't going to fail. In the back of my mind, I was scared, but I knew it wouldn't fail. And keep in mind that I left the job at the bank. I think I was making ten twenty-two an hour. Not I think one hundred percent. I was making ten dollars and twenty-two cents an hour um, at the bank as a drive-through teller. But previously, I had spent the last four years working at Ace Hardware. I started out making six bucks an hour. And eventually worked myself up to, I think, around $8.25, $8.50 an hour is what I got four years later. And I, that was me having to continually ask for raises. So when I got a job paying $10.22 an hour and I was wearing a suit and not lifting literally manure and mulch into people's cars, like, to me, it, I felt wealthy. $10.22 an hour was a lot of money. So I quit that. I quit that. For a commission-only job. And so later that year, I got a job as a relationship banker, got promoted. And by 2010, I got two more investment licenses, my Series 7 and my Series 66. So at this time, I was maybe I was about 22 years old. And so I spent the next seven years in various financial services roles, but really primarily as a financial advisor managing well over $100 million of assets for my clients 
assisting with retirement and estate planning, investment portfolio management, and all of that nerdy stuff that I used to and still really love. I also took a year off of financial services, and and I traveled the country as a speaker for Tony Robbins, which was an insane experience that I'll tell you about in another episode. That's actually how I met my wife. But the entire time I was in financial services, I felt this, I felt deep inside of me that something didn't feel right. I had been going to business seminars and reading every book on entrepreneurship and law of attraction and success strategies that I could. And I had become what some might call a personal growth junkie. And in my mind, the only way I could ever be truly happy and feel like I was fulfilling my God-given potential was to be an entrepreneur. So that seed that was planted in my mind as a 12-year-old boy mowing the lawn was still alive. And at that point, it had not yet manifested. Now, the image that eventually came to be of me with a suit and a briefcase, uh, it just wasn't doing it for me. And over the years, I had started a few different businesses to try and scratch that itch to become a business owner. But through a combination of lack of discipline, uh, lack of follow-through, bad strategies, overthinking, everything, and to analysis paralysis, I would eventually get discouraged and give up. And then I would jump to the next idea, the next shiny object. I tried a lot. Life coaching a clothing line, tax lien investing, internet marketing, ebook publishing, and more. At that point, it was really starting to weigh on my confidence, and I was becoming more and more depressed. Now, even though going into 2015, which was the year I wound up signing the franchise agreement, my wife and I signed the franchise agreement, um, in 2015, I was making the most money that I had ever up until that point made in my corporate career. But I was feeling more and more miserable and less confident in my ability to build a business. And the more money I made, the more nervous I got and the more bittersweet it was because it was like, yes, I'm making more money. But it was like, ugh, I knew, I felt like I would get addicted to to the income and this, this certain standard of living that I would never want to go back. And it was like the, 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 the handcuffs, the golden handcuffs would get tighter and tighter and tighter the more and more money I made. And at that time, in 2015, my wife and I were living in California, and I was working for an investment firm covering five offices for a credit union. And so I was the financial advisor for all of their members. Uh, credit unions call them members, by the way, not clients or customers. I know it's interesting. So I was doing a lot of commuting, which I hated. Uh, I'm sure all of you. Uh, love commuting. Um, but it just got old. You know, sometimes leaving five minutes late could turn into being 20 minutes late. It was miserable. And not to mention, I had a bulging disc in my back that was highly irritated by long periods of sitting. So I would sit in traffic on the way to work for 30 minutes to an hour, depending which office I was going to. And then I would sit at work all day in client meetings. And then sit all day driving back in even more traffic in the evening. So one day after feeling like enough was enough, I remembered something from 2009 when I was working as a relationship banker at the bank. 
there was a smoothie cafe across the street where I would go on my lunch break. And the guy who owned it looked no older than late 20s. And he would occasionally be in there working, but most of the time he had a manager running it because what I found out was he had a full-time job working in government contracting, which growing up in Northern Virginia, either people work uh, in the military, the government, or government contracting primarily. And so I would daydream and think, wow, how cool would that be? Like that became another picture of success for me, another image in my mind. To one day own a franchise or a smoothie franchise, now that, that would be cool. That would mean success. You know, and then I do what I normally do with my analytical self that my mind started spinning with questions. Well, how much does it cost to get one of those open? Like, how do you even do it? How do you finance it? Do you have to pay for it all in cash? How much money does he make? And so on. I remember sitting in the room uh, in my parents' house, because I was still living with my parents ho- my parents at the time. And on my days off and evenings after getting off from work, I would look on the internet at all the different franchises out there. And wow, <laughs> there were a lot of options. But I just felt like I could do that. And then reality kicked in. Well, uh, I literally had $2,500 total, total, to my name, 2500 bucks. That's all I had saved. And all these places had $100,000, $200,000, net worth requirements. So I just gave up, as I typically did at that point in my life when an obstacle came up that I didn't know how to figure out. And a lesson I later learned was that with a firm vision and commitment, it's not about the resources. It's really about how resourceful you are. You see, what I didn't know at the time is I'm sure with my skill sets in financing and finance and banking and learning what I did about sales at that time, I could have raised some money from family and friends as investors and figured out a way to make it happen. At the time, I didn't have enough vision, courage, or discipline to make that happen, even if I would have thought about that idea. But the seed had already been planted in my mind. And another lesson that I learned at this, at that time, here's another lesson that I learned, is that ideas and goals are often like seeds that get planted. Now, some grow quicker than others, but it can sometimes take months or years for that seed to actually get fertilized in your mind. So let's fast forward again. Back to the day of getting off of that on-ramp, that off-ramp, in 2015 in California, one of the franchise one of the franchises that I had been per, uh, perusing online was a juice and smoothie franchise. Kind of ironic, given the story I just told. Well, my mindset behind a franchise business was this. Well, if someone gave me a proven system, like I felt pretty confident that I could just follow the directions and make it work. But I also had felt equally unconfident that I could not build a business by myself from scratch, like meaning like figure everything out from the ground up since I had already been unsuccessful so many times, right, with the other businesses that I'd started. Forgot to mention a landscaping business that I'd started before, although that had, I did start making money in that, but another one that I gave up, right, as challenges came up. So what if I opened a juice and smoothie franchise, kind of like that one guy six years ago 
across the street from the bank and I still kept my job. That way I could get it built up, making money, however long that would take. I had no idea. I figured maybe like three years was a good amount of time. But this way, I won't have to take a huge step back financially. I mean, even if I could replace my replace 50 to 70% of my income, that would make a transition easier. And it wouldn't put all of the financial burden on my wife to cover our expenses. So after months of due diligence and weighing pros and cons and talking to multiple franchise companies, in December 2015, we signed our franchise agreement. And in March of 2016, we signed a lease at that very spot across from the highway exit that I got that flash of intuition that one day getting off the highway. And in November of 2017, after waiting for what felt like eternity for them to build the entire shopping center from the ground up, we opened our doors to the public after investing over $340,000 to get this franchise open. And I was operating on a combination of uh, a motivating fear of, of failing. I mean, I was just terrified. And and excitement that this could actually work. But then an inner resolve that this had to work. Failure was not an option. So on that day, a few days into January 2018, after plugging in all of my numbers onto my spreadsheet, I looked down and saw that in less than two months of opening, we had made a $7,538 profit in period 12 of 2017. My mind raced. I was blown away. I thought businesses took three years to get profitable. That's what I had always heard. My first thought was, okay, I definitely messed something up on the numbers, so this, this can't be right. And while that was a realistic possibility... Well, I double-checked, and then I triple-checked. The numbers were spot on. And at that moment, I wanted to cry sitting in the back of that store because I felt like that $7,538 profit represented accomplishing what felt like a lifelong dream come true. And years of self-doubt and crippling fear of failure overcome. So I've made this podcast the zero to profitable franchise podcast with one intention. For you to experience that same feeling that I felt that day in the back of my store. Now there are so many other details and parts of this story uh, and important parts that I feel like I want to tell you right now, but keep listening because they will come. I promise you, I have so much to share with you. In the meantime, all I ask is to just hit the follow or subscribe button based on whatever platform that you're listening to. And make sure you are set to get notified when I release a new episode. And let's make this happen together. Looking forward to the journey. 
Hey, before we go, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I put my heart and soul into providing you value through this podcast so that you can live your dream life. So please subscribe if you haven't already. And the biggest thank you you could ever give me is to drop a review because more reviews equal this podcast getting more listens, which means we can share this message with more people and hopefully positively inspire them like we have you. You can also share it with someone you care about that you believe may benefit from listening. Thank you and talk to you soon.